Hi, Denise. Hi, Mare. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? I'm doing well. Good. Um, so last night I was watching Rami. I watched season two, episode one, two, three, and four. Well, not all in one night, but I have so many burning thoughts about it. Hit me with them. I'd love to hear okay. it. First of all, Rami takes place in North Jersey. He's Muslim American. He's Egyptian. Um, and I grew up in North Jersey as well. And it's the most relatable show I've ever seen. I can imagine. It's like to the T. Exactly. Like it's almost eerily uh, relatable. <laughs> he just, he just like, peeked into your life. <laughs> one of the things that I just can't get out of my mind is like this is the first time I've seen a show where like the Muslim character isn't either a terrorist or like a Muslim girl who's like yep. dying not to be Muslim. Like right, just trying to right. escape Islam. And so I really appreciate that Rami portrays Muslim Americans in a really authentic and nuanced way, as opposed to the way we've typically seen Muslim Americans on television, which is either they're radical or they're conservative and there's nothing else in between. This show shows that there's a range of Muslims, right? The way there is with any other religion. But for whatever reason, it's really hard for people to wrap their mind around that idea because we don't hold Jewish people or Christians in this country to that same standard, right? Like if you're a Christian person who just celebrates Christmas and Easter and you don't necessarily practice or go to church throughout the year, you're still considered a Christian. Um, People understand that someone can be culturally Jewish um, and not necessarily practice, but that same regard isn't afforded to Muslim Americans. No, it's absolutely like, it's absolutely mind boggling. And I had to explain this. I took a class um, I think it was, I don't remember what it was called, but it was about Islam in the Middle East or just the, how Islam started and how it came to where it is today. Um, and I had to like explain this to someone that it just like someone in the class. And again, I didn't agree with a lot of the things the professor was teaching, but I had to like sit down and explain to a friend that like Islam is absolutely not a monolith. Like people practice in different ways and people of different, you know, for example, you know, Muslims in Indonesia have certain nuances or different cultural practices associated with their religion that Muslims in Turkey, which is where my family's from, just don't don't do or don't have or there's just differences and people are so quick to invalidate your faith as a Muslim person in ways that you don't see in other religions. So I just I'm really appreciative that like he's used whatever power and platform he has Mm -hmm. to make a show that's like crafted and centered around being Muslim American instead of it just like being a detail in the show. Right, right. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a beautiful narrative and definitely one that has like no precedent. Like it's never been told. And I, you know, we love to see it and we love to see it getting praise. You know, everyone should go watch it. I think it's really worth it. Yeah. Okay, so I should we are we ready to talk about it, Denise? Oh God, I think I think we have to like, as they say, let the cat out of the bag at some point. (laughs) (laughs) The cat's clawing Um, in the bag. (laughs) Yeah, it is, and we're gonna take a walk down memory lane. We are, we are not of college, but of high school. The the biggest throwback. We th- you think college is a throwback? It's nothing compared to high school. No. And actually, the week before my job announced that, like, we're going to start working remotely because of corona, um, 
I actually called two of my high school teachers that oh, weekend. Interesting. Yeah. Just to like let them know that I graduated and let them know where I am and that I found a job and what oh, I'm doing、so、and just like catch up on life. And、yeah. that was an interesting conversation, which I'll tell you more about、um, because it gave me some insight on、yeah. what I was like in high school and、yeah. also what I thought I was like. Because those are two different things as well. Absolutely. That's so true. It's especially in high school, it's such a formative four years. You know, you go from like 14, 15 to 17, 18. I mean, that, you know, it, it, numerically it's just four years, but in terms of your, you know, physical and emotional growth, it is probably at least 20. You know, you just, you, Progress in life in、yeah. such a fundamental way in high school. And even still at the end, you really, I don't think you fully found yourself. Like you're not fully formulated. Yeah. And we had very different high school experiences. You went、mm-hmm. to a private, rigorous, high achieving high school.、Yes. <laughs> um, and I went to a local charter high school. Yeah. No, it was definitely, I mean, it was an experience. And just a quick example, one time we were in the library, this was our、mm-hmm. senior year. I was taking a class about, I think it was about the Israeli Palestinian conflict.、Ah. Um, and I, I was I going、this. through, I was like <laughs> reading before my class, and you're like, that's a really great book. And I was confused. And you're like, yeah, that's a great book. I read it in high school. I was like, Bitch, I'm 21 and learning this, <laughs> and you read this in high school. I think that that gave me a lot of insight about what、yeah. your. I mean, I always knew what kind of school you went to because,、right. of course, we talk about it all the time. Yeah, no, that's a perfect example. It really is like the books we were reading, especially by my junior, senior year, you were really taking like college elective level、um, courses. What were you like in high school? Do you think if we'd、oh、met in、goodness. high school, we would have been friends? I think we would have been really good friends. I, similar to how I am now, I do in high school, especially, I tried to get along with everybody. But, you know, I had my closest friends who were most similar to me. And I feel like we're so similar that we would absolutely get along in high school and be very close. Yeah. But I do think in high school, my biggest like, beef with my former self is that I was just. Way too, I don't even think I was mature. I thought I was mature and I thought I was above everything that was high school, you know, that、mm. was that kind of teen interest area. You're like, I, this is nonsense、oh、and I don't want any part of it. Absolutely. The One Direction and the this and the that. I, I, w- I was the bitch that was so above that. But did you learn, what did you learn from that? I mean, I think looking back on it now, I kind of regret that attitude. And that's the thing it、yeah. was an attitude, it wasn't actual maturity. It was in itself a teenage attitude of、mm. thinking I was above all this stuff when I really wasn't.、Um, and I regret that because I feel like I should have been more childish. Like I should have been a little more immature. And it's, you know, it goes beyond like pop culture things. But I feel like I just should have let myself go a little bit because I was、and、so. And been more open to stuff. Absolutely. A hundred percent more open to stuff. More open to just, you know, being not, I don't want to say a child, but just a teenager. Cause you really,、yeah. again, you never get those years back. And they really are, you're not fully, you're just not fully yourself at that age. You don't understand how the world works. You don't even know yourself that well. And I was under this illusion that I did. And I thought I like regret that because, you know, if I had given into that silly teenage mindset, I think I would have, you know, 
I would have felt more fulfilled. Like I would have lived those years of my life in the time that they belong. And I wouldn't have been, I feel like that immaturity then seeped into other parts of my life, particularly Mm. like in college in certain ways that I now look back on and regret a lot. So I wish that I had kind of lived them out in my actual teenage years. Yeah, I feel the same way. I feel like looking back at who I was, it's shocking because I feel like I've grown so much and I'm so different. I have like such different thoughts, but I was the same way. Like I definitely had this air about me, this air about me. Like I thought I knew what I wanted and I thought I was absolutely sure about everything that I did. And I mean, I had like a, I don't know, like a touch of, authority issues like I actually despite the fact that (laughs) I was like Hyatt (laughs) these are my favorite stories your your like issues with authority figures yeah like I was definitely a delinquent (laughs) yeah and I think that because I did so well in school and I was so high Mm -hmm. achieving right it was hard to recognize that because typically like someone who was like an A student, like always handed in their work on time. You don't Mm -hmm. associate that with that kind of behavior, but I definitely had it. I got sent to the principal's office. I got in school suspension. I talked back. I got detention. (laughs) If I got a grade that I think I deserved, I would give it back to the teacher and ask her to review it. I mean, just the nerve. That's bad. The nerve. <laughs> God, I love to hear it. <laughs> That's really wonderful. Cause I, I was the exact opposite. Like I had, I was like in reverence to authority. Like I was so tame. And again, that's one of those things that I don't know. I feel like maybe it was the strictness of my school that molded that within me no and I'm actually not surprised because like knowing who you are now mm-hmm. I'm like I wouldn't think that of you like I, so I'm not shocked yeah. but I think like when I've I've told you guys so many stories and about what I was like in high school and I think when I tell them to you guys you guys aren't all that shocked no definitely not I can see it I can see yeah. you giving a test back to a teacher and being like yeah this is not it this is not the right grade please review (laughs) that's exactly what I did oh that's so amazing that's absolutely wonderful so earlier I mentioned that I spoke to two of my high school teachers before this whole corona thing erupted and one of them was my English teacher who I did this the most often with and towards the end of our conversation I just mentioned that I felt bad about how I behaved and she was more than kind and more than gracious and said that you know I knew where it was coming from and she reminded me that whenever I did that, she would say, look, you have to work on it and then give it to me. And maybe you can earn that A. Like, I'm not going to give you an A just because you want it. So yeah. And a part of that was just, I sincerely believed that I deserved the grade, right? And I felt like I should fight for it. Um, and I was determined to do that. Another part of it, it was just, there was things going on beneath the surface, right? That influenced me to act out and behave in that way and I actually really admire that because you know it's I think it's hard even as a teacher to understand your students perspective at certain times because again you are at a different place in your life like you're a full adult and these are teenagers who think so 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 differently we were allowed to go out for lunch so I would go out to Chipotle, whatever, and then like come back to school. And then there was a Klucku chicken, which I don't know if anyone outside of New Jersey knows what Klucku chicken is, but I can't say that I do. It's just a 
chicken franchise and I would like to go there on Fridays. It was far. So sometimes I would come back late, which you weren't allowed to do. And if you (laughs) did so many times, you would get your privileges revoked. And I just never rushed back. I just didn't care. I was like, you know what? I'm enjoying my food. I bought it. It's warm. I'm going to enjoy my lunch. I'll get back to class when I can get back to class. That was my attitude about everything. Yeah, no, it's you definitely change so much as a person but you still see like you definitely see inklings of yourself in the way you were back then you know like there's parts of your personality that just they are the way they are um and it's just interesting to see how your environment has shaped who you are today and how you behave today because I think when I left high school my fresh our freshman year at our college um I was like more rebellious because I wanted to break that you know the strictness of my high school or the strictness at least that I imposed on myself in high school because of my environment yeah but I was trying to become a different version of myself in a way a more like egregious version like just the way that I was dressing and the way that I was acting and the things that I was doing um I was just trying to be, yeah, I was trying to be something that I just couldn't in high school. And I thought I could do it in college because I was more free to do it. Yeah. And that's interesting because up until recently, I didn't really understand what people meant when they would say, I'm trying Mm -hmm. to find myself. Now I get it because you're not always who you think you are. A lot of the times people are so heavily influenced by their environment that they take on a lot and they realize that's not actually true to my core that's not actually true to who I am and so you have to find ways to strip that away from yourself and be like okay this is actually who I am and this is actually something I've either inherited or something I've taken on because I thought it was the cool thing to do or because it was popular because it was what everyone else did the thing is it's like we're all you have to try to work your way back to yourself actually you're trying to revert to who you originally are yeah I think I was just so that's a really good point and I think like I was discontent with how I handled high school that in the first two years of college Mm. I was someone that I definitely wasn't and sure, there were aspects that like mm. they, that are true to my personality, but in a lot of ways, I was just someone that I absolutely wasn't. And then the last like two years were a complete reflection on that, and then a complete reversal of that. And then that was in itself kind of stressful because I was like, literally, who am I? I think especially abroad, that really hit me. I was like, yeah. I- I have no idea who I am. I don't know why I'm here. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and I think that's why also senior year was so good for me because that felt like the truest version of myself because it was this three-year journey of like yes. doing something I don't think was true to me, questioning that, and then reflecting on that, and then working towards you know, the actual truth. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like... We have to give ourselves the space to evolve. We're so caught up in like, this is what I like. This is what I've always told people I like. How can I not like it? No, you can get over it. Like, And I think it's strange because sometimes the people around you hold you to the things that you used to like or the things you used to do. And they have trouble letting your mm-hmm. old self go. And you're like, I've moved on. Right, you need right. to move on. You need to move on with me. 
<laughs> you know, it's so frustrating. Yeah, no, that's definitely frustrating. And I think a part of my personality that I've always struggled with is I definitely tend to like, especially with things I like or things that I identify with, um, I identify with like very, very heavily. Like I want it to be known to the world that mm-hmm. I either like X or I like Y or I identify with Z so much so that it's like almost yeah. a part of my personality. Um, you know, everyone I meet, I want them to know that. And I don't know why that is, but it's just yeah. always been a part of my personality. Um And I think a problem with that is, again, in those turbulent times when you don't really know who you are, or at least I didn't know what I was, and I was rebelling against some kind of misconception I had about my high school experience, I identified with things that just were not true to me. And whether that's something I liked or just the person that I was more so, like in a more like, you know, in a larger sense. And even, I mean, you talked a lot about, you know, high school being such formative years, but I think college was even more formative. Like, I think there was more change, positive change between me being a freshman in college and being a senior in college than like when I was a freshman in high school and a senior in high school. At least for me, I didn't see much change, like in terms of like my personality, my outlook, my mindset, there was some things, but like not really, um, but when I think about what I was like going into college and then graduating, it's like... Yeah, I, I, I could not agree more. Like you were saying, the from freshman year to high, of high school to senior year of high school changed, but not much. But from freshman year of college to senior year of high... I'm sorry, fre- freshman year of college to senior year of college, just the most drastic change. And also, it's not even just for us, but people around us, at least at our school, I remember freshman year, like, everyone would wear such preppy clothes, like, what is the vineyard vines, and by its junior year, no one dressed like that. (laughs) Everyone had finally found their personal style. They were just, like, over it, and it was so nice to see people just, like, wearing what they wanted. Yeah, life. Life is change. Life equals change. That is, like, the moral of the story. That's going to be the title That's of the podcast. That's the title podcast. of the podcast. Oh, we love a name drop. It's that, you know, the Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> once on a time in Hollywood <laughs> meme <laughs> when they drop the oh name of the movie God. in the movie. <laughs> oh, my God. Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, Let's end on that. Yeah. One of my favorite Leonardo DiCaprio memes is the one you sent about like, oh, baby, you're so hot. Don't turn 21 or something. <laughs> that joke. And again, I love Leo. I will always love Leo. But I will always mm-hmm. also fully find it in my rights, within my rights, to make fun of him for that. The, you know, the fact that he literally dates 18-year-olds. And I think that's the funniest meme because it's so accurate to, like, the reality of his life and of his personal life. Of Beautiful. course. And you just have to, you have to poke fun. Yeah. I mean, you are now disqualified from ever dating Leo. Absolutely. No, I, as a 23-year-old woman, am too old. Like, it's, it applies to me. It's like, oh, baby, you're so hot. Like, don't turn 22. It's like, I'm long gone. Yeah. Like, I'm past the dating No, he range. wouldn't, like, give you a second look. Absolutely He's like, oh, not. you're 23. Like, ooh, that's really old. Like, you should absolutely be married and have children by now. Like, that's, I don't know what you're doing with your life. There's also a good one with, um... I think it's, I don't even know if it's real, but it's apparently a YouTube video. And I, I've just seen the screenshot of it, but it's uh, teaching Algebra 2 to Leonardo DiCaprio's new 19-year-old girlfriend. <laughs> oh, my. 
That God, one also gets me every time. <laughs> Thank you so much, Denise. As always, it's such a pleasure to it have is an you. It's an honor to be here on my favorite podcast. The only podcast I listen to. The only podcast you should be listening Absolutely. to. Absolutely. Have a good week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.